Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree going to begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, they get the taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now fuck him, fuck this, cause I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on the Facebook page. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Barbershop SPOR2 and also on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. I'm Trey Frazier. That's the homie Maestro Styles right over there. Yes, sir. And we got a special guest in the building. Uh, he is the host of the Enough with the BS podcast and also is the CEO of Sports and Culture Sports Media. Uh, we like to welcome Tyler Butler to the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast. Tyler, what's good, man? What's going on? Hey, I'm good, man. Thank y'all again for having me on. I appreciate it. No doubt. No yes, doubt. Sir. So let's get into this because, you know, you and I were, were <clears throat> friends on Facebook and I always enjoy the opportunity and the fact that I get the sports news from you first before ESPN or, or Fox Sports or any one of those, you know, major media outlets gets it. So tell us about the journey with your media company and, you know, what you had to do and how long it took to really, you know, get your company up, up off the ground. Yeah, well, um, uh, thank you for that question. Honestly, we only been in existence for two years. Um, I started it two years ago. I started off as a intern at uh, a local radio station for ESPN Upstate, mm -hmm. and they just had me covering the NFL. Uh, but I knew I could do a lot more than just NFL. No, NBA, excuse me, NBA topics. But around here, don't nobody really, according to that radio station, nobody really listens to the NBA. So mm -hmm. I was kind of just there to just be there. But I took advantage of my time there. So all the guests that they would have coming on the show, I will follow them on Twitter and then use them as like contacts. Mm -hmm. And when I decided you know, when my intern was up and they didn't have anything else for me to do, I was like, I can do this myself. So I um, saved up some money, started a GoFundMe, uh, bought an LLC. And mm -hmm. then I started covering like local schools here and there in the upstate and what got me a lot of connections was covering these small schools because NFL and NBA scouts were actually come there. I just mm -hmm. go talk to them, tell them what I want to do. 
Um, they'll see that I'm genuinely and, and focused about my craft, exchange contact information, and boom. Now you got scouts and, and insiders just from going to local schools. So I got all that started and they just feed me information, find a really good guy here and there. And I get a lot of information before ESPN get it. Now to confirm your location, you're located in South Carolina, right? Yes. I'm um, in Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a great school to get some inside of school from scouts and things like that. <laughs> yeah. See, um, I guess we're, you know, around here, the closest school is Clemson, and then there's South yeah. Carolina about two hours away. I don't even touch those schools because right. media-wise, everybody go to them. So I go right. to the Furman's, the North Greenville College, um, Legacy Early High School, which chucks out a lot of NBA <laughs> players. Um, Nick Claxton plays for the Brooklyn Nets. He came from Legacy, so I got to talk to him right here in Greenville. So I just right, uh, right. attack all the little schools, talk to the NFL scouts, man, and you'd be amazed how many people like would just give you information. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> excuse me, excuse me. Bless you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so dope, dope. Um, look. So is it has it really is it really just as simple? Um, and 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 I'm asking specifically because, um. As me and Trey has been working and building the building the podcast, mm-hmm. I, I can't speak for Trey, but I can speak for me. I get a lot of man, just go to the high schools and start talking to people, just start covering local. And I know you're speaking about college specifically, but I, they they yeah. say go to the schools and just start talking to people, and you'd be surprised on what kind of uh, information you'll find just by talking to the locals. So is that that's that's truly just been a recipe that's worked for you. Yeah, absolutely, man, because that's where I started off at, on the high school level, mm-hmm. um, covering right. Carolina High School and Legacy High School, because, like I say, scouts would be there and parents, especially talk to the parents, because you'll be yeah. amazed how many people they know, especially like, you know, with the AU circuit, it seemed like everybody right, is right. connected. Mm-hmm. And um, from covering a high school, I connected with this training facility called D1 in Greenville. And D1 has really been the ultimate blessing because they've put me on to this guy named Ramon Robinson, who's a a quarterback legend here in upstate. But Ramon is connected all over the NFL. Um, So he started this group called the QB Legacy. And I'm connected with them and now starting to do interviews with each individual. individual. Uh, They have Ronville, who coaches Trevor Lawrence and also um, Justin Fields. Uh, there's another coach who's the quarterback coach of um, Lamar Jackson. I'm talking to BJ Hall today. He's also another quarterback coach. So all that is, is from starting off on the high school level and just gradually making connections. Yeah, that's dope, man. Now, how um... – now you've been doing your podcast um, enough with the BS podcast. You've been doing that for how long now? Oh, uh, man, I think it's about. I think we're on year five. Man, wow. congrats, man! That's a that's a lot of time for a podcast. Yeah, you know, thank me you, Maestro, man. Me and Maestro, we've been doing this. This is going on year six for us. So it's uh, congrats it's to you guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Appreciate thank it. You. Uh, over two hundred episodes and counting. So. Um, I know how much hard work it is to put a podcast together, as you know, you well know. Um, 
so you're a um, Chicago Bulls fan, am I right? Yeah, die hard, die right. hard. Well, so how do you feel about the most recent trade for uh, what's the guy from Orlando, Vucevic? Uh, yeah, Vucevic. It was needed, man. Uh, Zach Levine is he's coming up for another contract, and they had to do something to keep him happy to let him know that they are committed to him. Because there were so many, you know, rumors about Zach was getting traded here and there. Yep. I, I think that was a move to let you know that, hey, Zach, we're with you. Um, not only are we with you, we're willing to get you some help. Uh, the future picks kind of hurt, but, I mean, they're top four protected, so that was smart. Uh, I lose Wendell. That's, that's not really a big loss. Wendell was never really available, and there seemed to be some um, locker room issues there, so – what they lost out and what they, they bought back in, I was uh, extremely satisfied. Are the Bulls making the playoffs? I think they're going to make it as that um, that play-in tournament. Mm. Like, you know, with the, the ninth and 10th seed play-in to get into yeah. the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to make it there. Um, I don't see them squeaking in one through eight because they're inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. So how does um, that work? Because the, the seven and the ten seed, so what is that like a one game like winner take all kind of a thing? Yeah, I haven't really been looking. I, I think it is like a one game or a best out of three or something like that, just to get oh, in okay. the, just to get in the playoffs. Man, tell me about Zach Levine, man. And you mentioned it. It seems man. it seems like he is the uh He's the guy right now. Like I, I don't like. I, he's always been good. Like he, I remember him in Minnesota. He was cool. He was bubbling. It seemed like this year. It seemed like a, a, a switch flipped on the outside looking in. I don't pretend to follow the Bulls like yeah. probably you do, but uh, it seemed like a switch flipped this year. Like, tell me what's going on with Zach Levine. Like, what's what's different? Yeah. Zach finally got a head coach who believes in him. Um, he mm-hmm. had so many in Minnesota. I mean, he went through I believe like three or four in Chicago. And with that last coach we had, like, Jesus Christ, he, he didn't know anything about lineups <laughs> or, or nothing. So, Who's that? Hoiberg, yeah. right? Uh, no, it wasn't Hoiberg. It was, uh, yeah. I don't forgot his it was, name. But it was after Hoiberg. Because Hoi, I don't yeah, think Hoiberg it was after lasted. Hoiberg. Yeah, I don't think Hoiberg oh, lasted okay. a, two years, maybe. He lasted a couple of years. And I mean, yeah. Hoiberg, every season that he was there, we made the playoffs. Um yeah, People that's true. That. I mean, yeah, off the back, off, off the Jimmy Butler, off the back of that Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler situation. Um, I guess because uh, that was after uh, Derrick Rose that got hurt. Yeah, and uh, your boy left. Um, uh, what was that? Was that Thibodeau? No, oh, no, 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 the coach. Yeah, because Thibodeau had had kind of left a culture over there that kind of got them in the playoffs. After, um, because that I remember, we were you remember that because Hoiberg and Butler was beefing. Yeah, they oh, was, yeah, man. Right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. Um, and that coach, his name was Jim Bowling. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Clown. I remember that? Straight mm-hmm. clown. Mm-hmm. I remember the one year they had Rondo. And uh, they they could have upset the Celtics in that first round that one year. Yeah, that Absolutely. was that, that, that whole, Yeah, that wasn't that. that yep, that, that was that the year last year of Jim Harburg. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they looked so, surprisingly good that year. Yeah. Get so. Do you feel like Zach Levine is like the? I mean, we ain't talking about him being like LeBron status or nothing like that. But do you think he's going to be the next like franchise player for the Bulls that can maybe uh? 
you know, bring some smoke in the playoffs. Not maybe this year, but, you know, next two, three years maybe. Yeah, man, he, he's definitely, he's the face now. Offensively, Zach yeah. can do whatever he wants. Um, right. This year, he yeah, he definitely took a different leap, but it's, it's Billy Donovan placing that faith into him. You can see it, like, here and there over the years, but this year the confidence has risen. He's on a mission. Excuse me, he wanted to make the All-Star team, he did. But, I mean, uh, we all know Zach for his athletic prowess, but this year, like, his jump shot is pure. Uh, yeah. He has a fadeaway um, a 15-foot game, and now he's starting to see, like, when I was telling people earlier, the difference I see in Zach this year from last year Everything looks effortless. Like it's it's so easy to him what he's doing out there on the court. He just gotta. So he has a lot of off games, but the Bulls have a lot more pieces. I mean, they bought in the center. Yeah, three yeah. other people in the trade, so they, mm-hmm. they just gotta get used to playing with each other right now. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I think it's fair to assess that they they still got pieces missing as well, though. It's not like oh, yeah. this is a we need like, a point guard. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they definitely got pieces missing. It's not like we talking about this team is ready for a serious playoff run yet. But you have to. Um, I think it was important to acknowledge. Um, me and Trey did uh, All Star projections, you know, before the All Star game, and I was like, I can't imagine this uh, this All Star game without Zach Levine. And, and I don't hear a whole. I didn't hear a whole bunch of people talking about him uh, around here in our, in our area, as far as, you know, guys that was having a good year, but Zach Levine for me and in the little basketball that I have been watching, uh, this year, because I ain't going to hold you. Um, it, it, you know, with all this going on in the world, the last thing be on my mind, a lot of times be, let me sit back, drink a brew and watch NBA. But, um, but Zach Levine had definitely been on my radar, um, so I, I mean, I think, I think y'all got a piece for certain and I hope they continue to build around them. Yeah, I think it is the, um, the GM, he already said after all those trades, he was like, don't think I'm done. So mm-hmm. I think in the off season, cause they tried to get Lonzo ball in the trade, but, um, the Pelicans wanted a, another first round pick and they kind of had exasperated those making that pick that trade with Orlando. Right. Um, so I think in the offseason, they're probably going to go after Lonzo Ball again. It's, we desperately, we need a floor general. Yeah, yeah, and that would be good. A young young boy like Lonzo, that would be that would be good. Yeah, here's how much respect I have for Zach Levine. So there was a game between the Bulls and the Knicks, and I'm a Knicks fan, by the way. And it was a, it was a really tight game in the fourth quarter. And in my head, I'm like, we're probably going to lose this game because, number one, the Bulls have Zach Levine and the Knicks don't. That's that's kind of really how I, you know, looked at that particular game. And that's how much respect I do have for uh, Zach Levine's game. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm telling you, he is so great this year. It's just everything is, is literally, it's so easy. But if he yeah. had a playmaking point guard beside him, I think that'll take his game to another level because he's having to do so much on his own. He just needs somebody who can set him up. Kobe yeah. is great, but but Kobe is more like a Lou Williams type guard. He, he's not a point mm-hmm. guard at all. Right, right. And that's uh Kobe Hamilton of uh, uh Kobe White. White, I'm sorry, from yeah. uh UNC, right? Yep, came from North Carolina. Yeah, right, 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 right. I'm thinking Kobe Hamilton, that's the cat that used to play wide receiver for the Steelers for <laughs> um, yeah. Man, well So well, uh, go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, I was, I was, I, I was honestly, I, just, I wanted to know what his football team was, so so we could talk about. Yeah, I was just about what? to ask him because I know he's a big Dallas Cowboys fan. Yeah, oh. I'm a Cowboys fan. Okay, and, uh, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. look, man. So, for all the, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. For all the, um, you know, bullshit that be going on in in Dallas, y'all still got a y'all y'all got a roster right now um, yeah. that can make noise. So I mean, I, I think I think for me, uh, of course, and I'm a Steelers fan, but of course, if, if uh, I would love to be in your position right now as a fan. Uh, even though I don't care for all the theatrics and all that, I would love to look at my team and say, um, man, I think we really got a squad that could go to the Super Bowl in, in my conference. And um, I think Dallas is closer to saying that in their conference than Pittsburgh is saying uh, saying that in their conference. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I remember I, I look at myself more as a realistic Cowboy fan. Mm-hmm. And with Dak and Zeke were rookies, I said, okay, in about five or six years, this team will be Super Bowl contenders. And we're looking at, I think, year six right now. So I mm-hmm. think this is the year that you'll see some maturity out of, of Dak and Zeke. I know he's coming off that gruesome injury. Um, I'm a little concerned about that. But it, it, it all the reports are saying that he, he's pretty much back to 100%. Uh, he'll be ready to go come training camp. And the NFC East is one of the worst divisions in the league. Um, Dallas has a historically bad defense, but they have a historically great offense. So I'm just hoping that it's going to elevate them at least to win the NFC East. And when you get to the playoffs, you just never know. Well, Tyler, I think the defense is going to be better this year because I, you know, them – hiring Mike Nolan from the previous offseason, and I forgot Mike Nolan even existed before yeah. then, that he made that defense bad because with those players the year prior, they weren't that bad. So from mm-hmm. the, you take him out of the equation now, and they should be better than what they were last year. I mean, what, they were 32nd, so they yeah, got to be better. There's, there's no choice for them to <laughs> oh, There's no way else to go but up. You know what I'm saying? So or, or stay right there. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, have a, I have a hard time believing they're gonna stay right there. The, the thing is, man, they to me, I didn't see not one improvement in the offseason so far for the defense. Um yeah. they bought in two safeties from Atlanta because you know we got Dan Quinn now. Mm-hmm. But Atlanta secondary was the worst it was in the NFL. Trash. Yeah, it was literally the last ranked defense in the NFL as far as uh pass defense. So we bought in both of their safeties. They didn't address the linebacker issue. Our number one run stopper, Tyron Crawford, retired. We didn't address that. And we lost our number one pass rusher, which is Alden Smith, because of uh, reportedly drug-related issues. So they didn't do anything. We're going to see, I guess, in a couple of weeks what they do in the draft, man. But Somehow, I just got this feeling if Pitts is available at number 10, Jerry's going with the tight end out of Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I, and I, I got to disagree, um, Tyler. They did do something. They got rid of Mike Nolan's ass. But, but Addition by subtraction, this. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. But I, I, I'll say this, though. I think Dan Quinn is a better defensive coordinator than he is a head coach. So the fact that he's going to be focused solely on the defense the way he was in Seattle, mm-hmm. 
you know, yeah. what, you know, the Legion of Boom became because of, you know, because of Dan Quinn. Uh, now look in at part. him in Dallas as, the, in part, I, I agree, my strong mm-hmm. part, mm-hmm. but look at him as the D coordinator now for the Cowboys. And I think you have, I, and this is why I say, I don't think they're going to stay where they are. I, I think they're going to improve because of Dan Quinn coordinating that defense. And but, then, um, and, and sure, I, I, I agree with you. I was being facetious when they said they could, they could just be stagnant. But um, mm-hmm. when you say they're going to improve projection-wise, like, like where would they have to be, in your opinion, to be uh, – uh, let's just shoot – let's just get straight to it. What mm-hmm. what kind of what kind of defense would they have to be ranked or or play to be Super Bowl contenders? Because I mean I think with the age of Dak Prescott, the age of um, uh, Zeke, and mm-hmm. and like this is kind of the prime time for where their stars are, are in their prime. They should be yeah uh, getting ready to uh, go. They should be going trying to get to the Super Bowl right in, yeah. like right yes. now. Yes. So what what how good does this defense have to be? In order uh, to help out that offense and have a shot to, um, you know, play with the Packers or the Saints or the Buccaneers, obviously. Yeah. If they rank from ten to fifteen, that that'll be good. That that would be great if they could rank from ten to fifteen in the league. Yeah. If, if Dallas can get to top fifteen defense, that's absolutely a Super Bowl contender because of the offense. Uh, but. My expectation is just get to 20 because 20 is better than 32. If you can get to 20, that offense is going to average 30 points a game. If you can hold opponents to 24, we win it. The only problem is, you know, last year we was averaging 30 a game, but we was giving up 35. Right. So if they can at least hold a team to 24 points a game, I can see them with a good record and kind of, you know, to piggyback off what you were saying, Trey, um, I do think they approved some because under Chris Richard, it was a pretty solid defense. And Chris Richard learned all his techniques up under Dan Quinn. Mm. So I'm hoping them going back and kind of referring back to where they were up under uh, Marinelli and, and Richard, they'd get a little bit better, a little more comfortable. Last year, it was just, it was a cluster, man. You could tell the players yeah. had no idea what the hell was going on. Tyler, is this receiving core for the Cowboys the best in the league? I don't think that. I think that's 100. I'm sorry, I know you ain't asked me, but I think that's I, – I can't think of a better receiver core at the top of my head. I'm telling you, man, it's 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 at least top three. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, you could throw the Bucks in there too, being top Yeah, three. I mean, the Bucks. Um, I like what Buffalo got over there. Uh, but Dallas, man, talent-wise – if Cooper can stay healthy, that's that's the number one caveat. He gets banged up a lot. Yeah. But you got Cooper. Micah Gallup is probably the most underrated receiver in the league, especially as exactly. a deep threat. Mm-hmm. And exactly. with C.D. Lamb, C.D. didn't even supposed to be there. He, he's really – I mean, he had an excellent rookie season. You almost had three yeah. receivers with over 1,000 yards without right. Dak Prescott being there. So, right. Yeah, I did and that would have been, And it would have been – and that would have been the second year in a row them doing it. Yeah, so I, I think this is top, at least top three wide receiving core in the league. Talent-wise, probably the best receiving core in the league. Now we just got a offensive line has a lot of question marks, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's it's it's, it's, it's funny how thing. 
it's funny how fast uh, it goes, how how fast, because, uh, I mean, maybe three years ago, we were talking about the Dallas Cowboys having maybe one of the best offensive lines in the league. Yeah. And it's just, it's always funny to me how fast that offensive line can change. I mean, and I guess that's at every skill position, but um, I say it's a personal uh, it's a personal conversation for me because I remember about three years ago when, when Pittsburgh maybe had one of the better offensive lines in the game, and then here we are, and <laughs> we we doing all this quick passing bullshit. Be- uh, be- yeah, <laughs> you have to <laughs> to protect, yeah. man. Yeah, but right, mm-hmm. I I man, I've never seen that many injuries on a team down. Dallas was decimated across the board by injuries last year. But offensive line was number one. You had Frederick retire. So there's your all-pro center just gone. Yep. They lost Lyle Collins for the season uh, before the season even started. That's your Pro Bowl right tackle. Left tackle, Tyron Smith's body is breaking down. Like, I I really think Dallas needs to draft a tackle and look to move on from Smith. But his his body can't hold up any longer. The best offensive lineman you have on the team was Zach Martin. Zach Martin went down, so they lost him. Mm-hmm. And I once in the left guard position, they didn't know who was coming and going. So they were switching out offensive linemen all season long. The entire offensive line, you're not going to win any yeah. games if you yeah. lose all your starters in the season. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So predictions for the Cowboys in your eyes, Tyler. Um what are you looking at in terms of the division? They they um, in the NFC East, right? Only thing they have to win is nine games and win the, the division. That division. <laughs> Just give me nine wins. Um, ten would, would be a success if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, nine, ten wins for Dallas next season. I wouldn't go no higher than that. So I, my hopes for Dallas is just it's diminishing. Although I would say um, be on the lookout for the Giants. If you say nine yeah. wins is enough, I think the Giants have improved themselves, particularly I, on the offensive side. Absolutely. I, I like the Giants. I think that's the sleeper team in the division. Uh, Washington, we'll see what Fitzpatrick going to do down there. Yeah. Better wide receiver. Um, this is a, I, I had this convers- I had this question asked to me um, uh, one day this week. Terry McLaurin or Amari Cooper, better wide receiver? Oh, I like Coop, man. Coop can do anything. He's, if, if he has his head in the game, um, yeah. that's his number one flaw. Like, I think mentally sometimes he checks out. But when he's focused, like, you can put Cooper anywhere on the field, and he's going to make it happen. I just wanted to know what you thought. I, I, I've I've had I've had some I've heard some interesting conversations about uh, Terry McLaurin possibly being the best wide receiver in that division. So I wanted oh, to, I wanted man. to know, oh, Maestro. What do you think? Um, I think Terry McLaurin is a very good wide receiver. I uh, I I would I would be interested to see what he looks like with a viable quarterback. So I yeah. I, mm-hmm. I I he's agree with a, that. He's point. a He's a dog right now. Let's be very clear. He's a dog right now. Right. Um, right. But but I would love to see him with a quarterback before. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, um, Amari Cooper has Dak, Dak Prescott. Um, but right now, he hungry. Terry McLaurin hungry right now. 
Yeah, I would say it's Amari Cooper only because I've seen a lot more of Amari Cooper. And I think to your point, he has a quarterback and Terry McLaurin still waiting for that guy to throw him the rock. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, if, you know, Fitzpatrick can do that. But if you put in my arm, if you put in my arm to make me, to make a decision, um, right now, you know, forget, you know, obviously uh, Amari's been in the game longer. And, you know, so with certain things that uh, that we, uh, you know, need to see from McLaurin. But McLaurin, McLaurin looking like a, a dog right now. I would give the slight edge if you're just talking about what you what I'm seeing on the field. Uh, I would give the slight edge to Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I, I have to go with Coop. I won't say IQ wise because from a route running ability, he's probably the best route runner in the NFL. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper running route. That's a strong. That's a strong, strong. Running route. I love digs. I'll throw digs uh-huh. up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm telling you, running routes. If you just mm-hmm. look at them, break down the film and take a look. Amari Cooper route running is is grade A. It's just, yeah. it's it's all up here, man. He takes yeah. out too much. That's the only thing I don't like about it. Yeah, him. right, right. Yeah, and and and, and, and but and, and that's key because I mean he had those same uh issues in Oakland. I get Oakland mm-hmm. was a terrible team and all those things, but uh he he he's had those issues in his career about people saying that maybe he ain't in the game, his head not in the game. I'ma say uh, right now, and I and like I said, I, I won't hold too much, I won't put too much stock in it for Terry McLaurin because his career is so young. But right now, that boy is a dog. I like him. I was very yeah. concerned when the Giants picked him up. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't too happy about that son. <laughs> so, Tyler, I got one last question for you. Um, I want to get your thoughts on, and just kind of quickly, just the status of what's going on with the Deshaun Watson case. Uh, yeah. We know up to this point that two women have come forward um, over the weekend to speak and give their statements. And as a matter of fact, I was just talking to another podcaster about this over the weekend that um, the lawyer that's representing these guys, uh, Tony Busby, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. He actually um, IG lived their entire statements, which I've never seen from an attorney ever, ever. ever. I've, I've never seen that before. So up to this point now, and I, and I think they're being forced to have more women come forward, if I'm not mistaken. Um, well, give, you, give us your thoughts on, you know, how the situation is going down and what do you think is eventually going to be the end result here? Man, I, and I'm going to try not to be long-winded with this, but when I tell you I'm all over the place, I'm, I'm all over the place with this. Yeah, uh, because yeah. here, you know, yeah. being in South Carolina, I know a lot of people at Clemson. I know a lot of people who know Deshaun personally. I talk to them, but it's it's so weird, man. Because you got one side, okay. Deshaun basically went back to Houston and told him he does not want to be there for the mm-hmm. second time. Immediately after that meeting, all these allegations just drop out of the sky. Yep, that's questionable. The lawyer is known as a this public lawyer that loves attention. And now he's putting everything in the forefront on Instagram. Like, 
Yeah, I sit and watched an entire hearing for him and uh, people were making allegations on Instagram. And that's like, when, when does that ever happen? Uh, so yeah, what, I, yeah, you lack coof. I, I'm sorry, I, I, and maybe this is the world changing, but I definitely that what that is some of the most retarded. I don't have coof type of Bruh. situations <laughs> I have ever heard in my life, and, and it, maybe it's, it's just me being old and the world changing. But that that blew my mind. It, it threw me off, man. And then there's like, okay, if it's really that severe, and you have 22 women, and now he's talking about he has up to 50. Um, but it just have it came forward. Why have there not been any criminal charges before? None. Out of all the 50 women, no one went to the police. Uh, you have Busby talking about he has all this information and all these uh, all the evidence, but he won't turn it over to the Houston authorities because he said that the lawyer of Deshaun has like a son or, or some relative that works for the Houston Police Department. So he thinks that's going to corrupt the investigation. Mm-hmm. He's going to take it. Yeah, he thinks he's going to take it as well, but legally, you can't take that information anywhere else. Uh, the city of Houston has jurisdiction. You have to turn it into them. So it's that cluster stuff. But over the weekend, and we actually, I, I just did a whole breakdown on the podcast yesterday. Um, there was a lot of stuff that came out of like leaked DMs from Deshaun to these um, alleged girls and it from what I read it just did not look good like um, of course there was admitting of he did have sexual encounters with some of the girls the biggest thing right now is they're trying to place sex trafficking on Deshaun mm. which is could be federal charges yeah I wow. saw that I saw that yeah and that concerns me so the breakdown and I don't have my notes in front of me, but kind of in a nutshell, how they can get them in federal charges. Um, the number one thing is recruiting. They said that him flying these girls in, buying Ubers for them to meet him somewhere, that fits up under the recruiting. Um, number two is, uh, man, I wish I had that in front of me. And I don't. I broke it, but I broke it all the way down. I think number two was him abusing his power um, and they said like vulnerability. The lawyer was trying to say that the girls were single mothers and they were just using this to, you know, take care of their kids. Yeah, and Deshaun was using his uh his plight as an NFL quarterback to make them do things that they really didn't want to do. So everything <laughs> that they have up under there fits up underneath the sex trafficking law. Wow. So, if they can prove it, they may can get them up under sex trafficking, and, which is a federal offense, and it's not looking good, man. It's, it's not Damn. looking good at all. Damn. Damn. I'm gonna, man. I wonder if, man. I, give look, me one I, second. I, I, I think I might have the notes, man. Because I want to break I, I and I want you to, man, but we about to run out of time. Oh like, yeah, right. oh, it's all good. My, oh <laughs> it's my a lot. God. Yeah. Oh, we need, another, say, we need man, another segment for this one. We go oh, to my, another with the BS podcast. It's the yeah. last show I did. Uh I have the full break. It's a lot, but it's wow. not. Oh man, man. Okay. 
And I was just going to hit you with my, you know, and, you know, me and Trey been kind of echoing the same sentiment since this has been going on. Like, it seems like a setup, but if emphatically he did any of these things, um, he should pay the penance. And whoever is setting him up, if it comes out he's innocent, they should pay the penance. Women who are clearly, who seem to clearly be pawns in that situation, if it finds out this is all just a setup, they should pay penance, and the people responsible for putting the palm pieces on the chess board should be uh, held accountable for their actions if emphatically this is all made-up bullshit. Um, but, God, but that don't sound great for Deshaun yeah. Watson. I got uh, a quick question don't. for y'all, though, man, because I don't want to hold up your time. Uh, why was he bringing massage tables and equipment to these girls? Because they wouldn't even license from what I find out. And he was bringing equipment from the Texan facility to them. I ain't going to lie. I, I couldn't statements. tell you, man. I couldn't you tell you. You tried. You, you, like, you just, like, in a nutshell, you dropped the bomb, man. I, I didn't know that it was it was that bad. I ain't going to I'm telling you, man. You. Go to the podcast, bro. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, we need a whole nother 30 minutes. Oh, no so, doubt. No doubt. Hey, t- uh, Tyler, tell us and um, our listeners where they can reach you at. Yeah, just follow me on Facebook, man. Sports and Coastal Sports Media. Everything's on there. Podcasts, all breaking news. No doubt, no mm. doubt. Hey, Tyler, man, we appreciate having you on, man. And thank you so much for doing this, you know, for us. Thank you, man. Uh, appreciate you. Nah, no uh, problem, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to tune into that podcast and, and get all that information because I didn't know it was that bad. It, it's pretty bad, man. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's awful. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank we y'all appreciate again, Tyler. Man. Yes, thank y'all for having me on. about mcdonald's all day can't get it off my mind i can already taste it Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some mickey d's deal there's a deal for every moment at mcdonald's right now get two of your favorites for just 350 mix and match a classic mcchicken a hot and spicy mcchicken or a juicy mcdouble price and participation may vary cannot be combined with combo meal single item at regular price enjoy thanks the order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.